Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are ambivalent about the NHL playoffs. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Did you hear that brain fart I had? I (laughs) did. It was a bit of a chasm. Yeah. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. I'm disappointed that I didn't break you. Uh, I was trying really hard not to laugh. That's my really but... sad Eeyore bird song. Yeah. Caw, caw. <laughs> no, last week was, uh, was good. Last week was really good. I, um, listened to it. I was gonna cut that part out because we, you know. And then I was like, nope, everyone needs to hear this Wait, you nonsense. left it in? I yeah, thought you just it meant was... when you were editing. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Everyone's poor ears. <laughs> it was really good. I had to turn that part down a little bit, though, because it was super It was loud. really loud. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I turned it down a little bit. But it was, like, I was, I was gonna cut it out, and so I just, like, muted the selection for a minute while I was, like, you know, playing it back, and I was like, nope, I think I just need to keep that in. <laughs> Because it was just, it was just too perfect. So this is what it's like to have peaked. It's all Pretty much, yeah. downhill, downhill from here. We're really just waiting for, like, one last special guest, and that'll be the end of mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Avery, what's, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, like, get your shit you, together, you've man, You've made Come on. so many promises. So many. It's just really starting to question your professionalism. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one I can talk to about soccer. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um. Yeah. Speaking of downhill yeah. from here. <laughs> Speaking of downhill from here, let's talk about some sports. <laughs> um. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the NHL playoffs that we don't care about. Mm-hmm. Um. Because Chris had a question. He did. So my husband is in this ridiculous playoff pool. And he's watched even less hockey than me this year, which is shocking. And he, for some reason, trusts our expertise on these matters. I think time immemorial will prove that that trust is well-placed, but... (laughs) I mean, we have been correct before. We have been correct in a few key areas. Um... Yeah. So he needs 15 forwards, four defensemen, and then the winners of each series and the games in which they win them. Okay. Well, let's start with the matchups first. Because okay. then that will buy me some time to think of players that he should take. Well, he does have a prepared list. Would you like me to read? He just doesn't I have would enough. like... I would like to hear what he's got already so that I can not repeat those. That would be wonderful. Okay, so for forwards, he has Kucherov, Stamkos, Goudreau, Ovechkin, Crosby, Marchand, Shifley, Kessel, Pasternak, Bergeron, Broshi Oshi, and Marcheseau. Okay, can you go back to... I, lo- I, got, I got distracted after you said Shifley. Because you're thinking about his eyes? 
No, because I was trying to write down the names and then I oh. got sidetracked. <laughs> I can just screenshot them to you for goodness sake. No, it's okay. No, it's all good. After Scythe. Kessel. Pasternak. Yeah. Bergeron. Okay. Timothy okay. Jimothy. And yeah. Marcheso. Am I saying that right? Okay. Oh. Yeah. So I think he needs three more forwards. That should be 12. Okay. Yeah, that's 12. Okay, and what does he have for defensemen? Uh, Giordano, Burns, okay. John Carlson, okay. and Chris Letang. Oh, so he's good. He's for good for defensemen, yeah, I agree. According, okay, alright. So, well, maybe, maybe. I might maybe have some other suggestions. We'll see here, just one second. Okay, let's go with playoff matchups. Let's start in the okay. East. Because that's where our favorite team plays, even though they're not in the playoffs. No. You know how... Okay. The, no, never mind. Go ahead. Nope. Say it. Say they it. They just had nothing to say about Taylor not playing for the rest of the season. Yeah. That's okay. Just whispered in the wind. I read an article about that about a week and a half ago. It was on The Athletic. It was an interview with his agent. Oh. And they talk. He talked a little bit about like the contract situation and whatnot because he's got one more year on his deal. But they also talked about um, how, as far as um, his agent is concerned, the, the Devils have like handled this whole injury situation the best of any team that he's worked with. Oh, really? So maybe not saying anything isn't a bad thing. So, yeah, because I, I thought it was a little bit weird that they didn't say much, but that he did, they did say that he had arthroscopic surgery, like, in February. Um, and so, you know, there's that. But yeah, his agent was, like, pretty pleased with the way that the whole thing was handled, so I feel like I'm gonna not criticize them too loudly. I'm not criticizing necessarily the organization. It would have just been nice to be like, you know what, based on the time remaining and we want him to be yeah, good, yeah. then he won't be playing. Because I feel like it's um, unfair to the fans, too, to be like... Well, he was there on their fan appreciation. He day. was like he was, and 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 I mean Amanda Stein's been had because people would ask her every and she would be like, no. day. Yeah, and she'd be like, no, he's not not skating today, or he's just skating on his own, but not with the team. And so at least like there was at least something, right? So yeah, I mean he'll be back. It's all good. Hopefully. All right. So in the East we have Tampa and Columbus, and Tampa's gonna win that one in five. Uh, Boston and Toronto, if the hockey gods know what's good for them, they're going to make Toronto lose in seven in overtime, but I think what's going to happen instead is Toronto is going to lose in six. Yikes. Um, I would really just like a repeat of that 2013. Yeah, that was wild. Oh, it was so good. Was that the first biting incident? I can't remember. But that was uh, that was when I was in Ireland, and I watched the game. The game started at midnight my time. Oh my god! Um, and so I watched. I got home from the pub with some friends, and I, you know, found a like a Swedish stream to watch the game Perfect. on. Um, well, it was good because their commercials are weird as shit. <laughs> but also, are. I didn't have to listen to any like Canadian. You could just watch it. Or American broadcast. It was wonderful. Um, and then when it was like 4-1, I was like, ugh, stupid fucking Toronto. I was so mad. 
And then, um, then it was 4-2, and I was like, well, this could get interesting, so maybe I'll stay up and watch this. And then it was 4-3, and I was like, well, I should go make some popcorn. Um, <laughs> and I didn't, but I should have. And then when they won, when the Bruins won it in overtime, uh, I finally unmuted a bunch of people on Twitter, and uh, <laughs> they were dying, and it was great. Um, so. I can't believe that was that long ago, though. I know. Wow. I know. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, that was a good memory. Um, I'll never forget that. Ever, ever, ever. Okay, so we got Tampa um, in five, Boston in six. Uh, okay, Washington and Carolina. I want Carolina to just, like, go all the way. I don't think they will, though. But I don't think they will. I think they're gonna go out in five. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Um... And I think Pittsburgh and New York Islanders, I think uh, the New York Islanders' little Cinderella season is over, and Pittsburgh's going to win that one in six. Okay. Cool. Um, and in the West, the Nashville Predators and the Dallas Stars. Ooh. I know. I want to make a joke. But... <laughs> But Jamie Bench is going to have to do it and go down because the Predators are going to win in six. It's going to happen. Um, Winnipeg and St. Louis. Winnipeg is, like, not playing well of late. Mm. And I think St. Louis is going to upset them and win that one in six. Okay. Choosing a lot of sixes and fives here, Megan. Yep. Uh, Calgary Flames and the Colorado Avalanche. I think... I think Calgary's gonna sweep Oh my that god, series. that's exactly what I just typed. That's exactly what I just typed. Brainwave. And San Jose and Vegas. Um, I like Vegas' little Cinderella story thing happening, but uh, I think the Sharks are gonna win that one in six. Okay. I think if any of them are gonna go to seven, it might be that one. Yeah, that could be the one. Or the Boston Toronto yeah. because the hockey gods love us and want us to be happy. Exactly. As long as the right team wins. Oh, just imagine how already insufferable Pete Blackburn would be. I, yeah, but like I like Pete, so it's okay. Me too. His nephew's pretty fucking I mean, cute. I'm I'm I like him better as a as a hockey fan than I do as, a, as a baseball fan. Oh, the I don't even care about football. Whatever. No, the football's fine. No, I like him a lot better because he's a Red Sox fan, and I am just not a fan of the Red Sox. Yeah, fair. Okay, so. Chris needs three more forwards, and you said you could only have a combined four between... Calgary and... Calgary Tampa. and Tampa. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and his defenseman was John Carlson, right? Yes. And Brent Burns? Okay. Alright. Um, and Giordano and Latang. Yes. Okay. Who's the defenseman so, on... Oh no, he's already got Kucherov... Yeah. And he's got Stamkos already. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's his got two. His and then he's two. got Johnny yeah. Gaudreau. Yeah. So, okay. So if that's going to be the case, assuming that I'm right, and Tampa and Boston both win, and then Washington and Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's good. And then um, Nashville and St. Louis. And Calgary and San Jose. See, that's tough. He's got to take somebody from, like... He's got to take some more people from yeah, the West. Yeah, he doesn't have a ton of people from the West. Just... 
Yeah. Mike Shifley. I think you should. I here's what I think you should do. I think you should scrap Mark Shifley. Okay. Because I don't think Winnipeg's. I, I really. I feel very strongly that they're not going to make it through the Blues. Um, so I think you should scrap Shifley, and then like. I don't know. Gotta think about Nashville here for a second. Um. No, not the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> That's not helpful. Um, I think, yeah, so I think then he needs to take, maybe, like, mm, man, Nashville just scores by committee. That's amazing. They do. Yeah, like, their top point getter was Ryan Johansson, and he had 64 points. And yet they won the Central Division. That's telling you something. It is. It's a um, team sport. I would say it is. It's very much a team sport. Um... Can't do it with a one-legged player. I mean, wait, what? Did I say that one? Um, I think... Sorry. I think uh, he would be wise to look at maybe Victor Arvidsson from Nashville. Or... Uh, Ryan Johansson. Mm-hmm. Would be would be an okay uh, turn. Possibly even American hero Brian Boyle. Oh, might be... Brian. Might be someone to look at. Because he's, for whatever reason, playoffs are a good thing for him. They are. Oh, God, I miss Brian yeah. Boyle so fucking much. I know. I know. Is Marchessault uh, then... on Vegas? Vegas, yeah. What about somebody from the, the Sharks. Sharks here? I would say if you're going to go somebody from the Sharks, I would say... Um, Probably can't go wrong with like Thomas Hurdle, Logan Couture, Joe Pavelski, any of those guys. Mm-hmm. So like I don't want to make his final decisions for him, but yeah, I Give would him maybe some have a yeah I would maybe take a few more guys from the West. Okay, because what's gonna happen is that when you have like Washington and Pittsburgh will probably if they if it goes that way will play in the second round, mm-hmm. and then. Either Kessel and Crosby or Ovechkin and TJ are gone. Yeah, you need a broader spread. And, Bos- and Boston and yeah, Boston and Tampa are going to play each other um, in the second round if that goes that way. And then you have um, Pasternak and Bergeron and Brad Marchand or Kucherov and Stamkos gone. That's right. So I think he needs to just maybe yeah, a little bit more by committee. Okay would be my and then really with the defenseman because there's only four of them I just think he's got to pick one from each team he thinks is gonna make it to the final four that makes the most sense so I would say like Gio and uh, Brent Burns probably good choices Mm -hmm. and then I would decide who from um, who from the east is gonna make it and then pick a defenseman from each of those teams yeah that's true because isn't everyone in the oh no the Tang's on there where's John Carlson Washington. Oh, okay. See, I thought he was in Vegas for whatever reason. How many goddamn yeah. Carlsons are there in this league? Isn't there uh, one lots. in Vegas? There might be William Carlson, yes. Okay. But he's a Swedish boy, and so is Melko Carlson, who plays in San Jose, and Eric Carlson, who plays in San Jose. John Carlson is not. Where is he from? Uh, he's I can't, I can't remember if he's Canadian-American, but his name is like Carlson with the C. He is like, from... Natick, Massachusetts. There you go. 
There oh you my go. god, he's younger than me. That's depressing. They're almost all younger than me, so here oh, we go. Oh god. <laughs> this is why I just care less about sports now. It's just like it's your true. child. So yeah, I don't want to like make Chris's choices for him, but yeah, I would I would suggest maybe spreading that around just a little bit. Megan, please, dear God, make his choices for him. No, you make his own. <laughs> He's a human being with agency. He can make his own choices. Oh my God, he has agency. It, it feels really weird that they need fifteen forwards and it's four defensemen. Like usually you round number. it up. Usually round it so you like take like twenty skaters or whatever. I know it's really dumb. The whole thing is dumb. It's dumb. Maybe that's what happens when people do playoff pools in Calgary? I don't know. Well, no, he did the... Well, the person lives in Calgary now, but he's done it for the last few years. But even the last few years were even crazier about, like, all the restrictions. It was really stupid. Oh, last year, all of your players had to have a combined minimum of 200 points. Oh. It was like... You shouldn't be doing fucking math. This is too No, that seems much. crazy. Um, yeah, so that's what I would do. I don't know. I think we have a playoff draft at school tomorrow, possibly on Tuesday. I don't even know. Well, that's fun. I'm assuming. But I am kind of missing not doing it with my students. Yeah. But. Yeah, because you used to do that and the basketball at the same time, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. And it was fun. But, as you keep telling me, we all make choices. We do all make choices. That's very accurate. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. I don't know what to Speaking tell you. Speaking about choices, let's just have 20 seconds to say to all our listeners who live in Alberta, yeah. you need to get your ass out and vote in this you goddamn really do. provincial election. Because, so here's, holy shit, it's an important one. So here's what I'm going to say about it. I, I feel like my political leaning should not be a surprise. And, like, anyone who pays attention to what I say on Twitter would know for sure, for sure, like, where my, where my vote's going to go. Oh, you're a thinly um, veiled communist. Oh, 100%. Communist. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm, you know, indoctrinating my students, like Dan Paperclip thinks, and, uh, teaching them all to be good little socialists. Yes. Um, however, I would like to say that this is one of those elections where you have to look past when they talk about, quote unquote, the economy. Mm -hmm. Because... I was talking to my dad actually today about this, and we are, both of us are pretty convinced that people are worried about sort of the economic uncertainty, much like they were four years ago, um, when oil had kind of bottomed out a bit and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that I think is happening for some people is this fear that diversifying the economy means that they won't have jobs. Like the I love Alberta oil or whatever the fuck bullshit that is. Yes, Jesus. and I don't think that's necessarily true. Because what it means is that, sure, maybe you won't have a job doing the thing you've done for the last 20 years. But you might have a job in which like... every six months you're not at risk of being fucking laid off. Yeah, and something that's more stable and a little bit more um, 
environmentally friendly, perhaps, if that's something that you care about, uh, which it should be, because this planet is dying. Um, and I feel like, you know, people need to, to think a little bit about what that actually means and what it says when you're like, oh, well, I'm going to vote for this party because they're going to put us back to work and they're going to put you back to work, maybe to build a pipeline. Sure. But then the pipeline, once it's built, then what? Yeah, I know. Like, and I'm not even anti-pipeline. It's... Because I get it. For our for our situation here in this province, it's a very particular kind of mm-hmm. thing. I'm not even super anti-pipeline. But I do feel like we need to start thinking about... Bigger than pipeline. You know, bigger than the pipeline and something beyond the right now. No, I totally agree. And I think that's what makes it really frustrating when you have certain candidates and certain parties as a whole you know really focusing in on the privacy of people's lives and specifically vulnerable people and potentially making those people more vulnerable when it's like there's larger issues at play for the whole province Mm -hmm. and you just need to fucking get over it so last week yeah, it must have been last week. Or maybe it was over spring break. No, it might have been over spring break. I was watching, there's like that CTV2 channel, and I was watching Alberta Primetime, mm-hmm. which I don't normally watch, but whatever I had been watching was on that channel, and then at 11 o'clock, it switched to that. And Derek Fildebrandt, who's like the Wild Rose uh, leader there for a while, and then stepped away, or whatever, or Wild Rose like deputy leader before He's independent the merger. He's independent he, no, well, he started a new party called the Freedom Conservative Oh, he's party. the one behind that. Yeah. Uh. So I'm not a huge fan of the things that Derek Fildebrandt believes in, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. He's very much a libertarian, right? He believes in small governments and, you know, some, like, pretty hardline right-wing sort of things. But what I thought was really interesting is that because he comes at it from this sort of libertarian perspective, he doesn't think that some of those sort of privacy issues... Um, relating to vulnerable people need to be relitigated, because he's like, we've already made the decisions, so why are we having this conversation again? Right. And I was like, I live in a world where I agree with Derek Fildebrandt on something, and I don't know how I feel. About yes, it. but then it's just like, there's also friggin' Stephen Mandel who's like, we need fluoride in the water, and I'm like, well, fucking duh. Like, yeah. there's so many well, there, little yeah. tiny issues, but you have to look a bigger picture. I think. But yeah, and so I've been kind of vocal on Twitter about some things, which may or may not be surprising to people, Um, to the point that, like, my principal actually read, like, a little Twitter thread that I had put together about the election Mm -hmm. over spring break, Um, and she told me that she was quite impressed with what I had to say, and I was like, oh, good, I'm not going to lose my job over that, Um, because you never know. Um, But basically, I feel like people need to look past the single issue. Mm -hmm. And take a look at an actual platform. Exactly. And, like, what there really needs to be is, like, a checklist. Um, and if you go to the CBC website, you can find <gasps> said Did checklist. they do a good thing again? Yes. So you can do the vote compass. Oh, like yes. Like you've done, right. that you can do in the past. And it will put you in relation to all the parties. And you can kind of weight which issues are most important to you. 
after you've done, I think there's 30 questions total and it gives you, and it randomizes, which is kind of nice because I was um, in our office at work and I was doing it and one of my colleagues was working on it and we had all 30 of the same questions, but they came in different order, oh, okay. which was nice. So I think it then, you know, you're not like looking over at your, at your neighbor and, you know, picking the same things just to kind of mess with things or whatever, because mm-hmm. I think they want it to be as truthful as possible. And what I liked is that you could um, weight the issue. So for me, obviously, like, education is a pretty big deal. Um, of course. And, and so, like, I was able to sort of skew my results and which party I'm, I most align with. But what I found really interesting is you're also allowed on this one that gives you the opportunity to rate the leaders mm. and whether you find them trustworthy and whether you find them competent and things like that, um, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, and so one of my, one of the guys that I work with, he actually did it with, um, all five of his classes. And then for the kids who wanted to come and share, I don't think everybody did, but he had them come and show on the grid where they were. And he put a little dot, um, and then posted it out on Twitter. And what I found really, really interesting was that for the most part, all of the kids in his five classes were very close either to the liberals or the NDP. Mm -hmm. Well, the students are so left-leaning because... Uh, they benefit from a strong left-leaning structure like all those kids well they do you know have some some not all of them have some access to reliable health care in alberta and you're also like the education alberta gives you is fucking good and it's standardized well, that, that depends who you well ask. yes but it comparatively <laughs> to other places it's oh consistent. absolutely for sure the cost is very low, and you're supported generally from age five, right? Like, how could you not be left-leaning when youth rely so much on a left-leaning platform, Yeah, basically? Well, and, and I think the other thing, too, that happens with kids is I think that they have sort of that empathy yeah. in them mm-hmm. still. That as you get older, I think, as you get more older and more jaded and more cynical... Mm-hmm that goes away a little bit. Um, and I feel like, I feel like that's the thing that when they do those things, it's not surprising to me at all that most kids are going to be in that zone because I, I work with them every day and I see how they are and the things that matter to them and what's important and, and that kind of thing. And, and it was just kind of nice to see it sort of laid out there for us to like, yeah, here's where these hundred and whatever kids in this one particular school in North Edmonton, all feel about these all these issues. Yeah, and I think it's, I think there's also an inner, not inner city, inner city, not capital I, capital C, but urban bias, also. I'm not sure what yeah, that probably. would look like in a smaller center. Yeah, I'm not sure. That. I think I would I would assume for the most part that you'd probably find more younger kids like you know high school kids or whatever leaning a little bit further left mm-hmm. um and then they get out into the world and whatever that is because because school is a little bit of a bubble yes. too right and so you do benefit from those structures but then also like you don't really you're like yeah i want this to, to continue this is good i think education's super important because i'm doing this at school right now and like it's sort of that recency bias as well for sure I think... For those kids? I think, too, that applies to everybody in terms of, like, founding their political beliefs. Like, you're always going to think about 
the last thing in the news or the last controversy. You're never really thinking about the last, you know, five years, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just I would I would encourage people who are going to vote in this election to first of all find out if you're registered and if not you can register on election day, which is Tuesday, April the sixteenth. But also like take a look and actually figure out what you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than just listening to the sound bites and assuming that you agree completely. Um, because and I'll send you the link so that you can maybe put it up there if anyone does want to get a little bit political. Last week, um, the UCP changed large portions of their written platform. Oh. And didn't tell anybody. Oh. There was no formal announcement to any, like, addition. And, like, the language has become a lot stronger and more, um, Trumpy. And, uh, yeah, it was very interesting to look at them side by side. Um, I found it really fascinating. Why? Why would they do that? Because it gets them, because now this is what's in their platform, and so then when they don't do the things that they originally said they were going to do. It's less of an issue. It's less of an issue because it wasn't actually they in the... They can say, look at our... Yeah. Look at this document that we released on this date. Yeah. Yeah, this is our updated platform. This is what we're actually going to do. Um, but they don't actually have to say what it was, or they chose not to say what, what was in yeah. it. Yeah, and I found that really interesting because um, it's pretty shady. Oh, for sure, it's really shady. Um, oh, I'm watching a baseball game and there's somebody running on the field. Oh, how fun! Yeah. Um, would you? I quickly did the questionnaire. Would you want to guess my results? I would assume, just knowing what I know about you, that you are somewhere. Right around the NDP, probably to the left of that. I'm actually the farthest left you could possibly be. More left than the Green Party. Wow. And I think it's important for non-Alberta listeners that the NDP is more centrist than the Liberal Party in Alberta. So it's not like... I don't think you could take federal and provincial on the same. No, you can't compare the two. You can't compare them. That's very true. But um, and then and then you have to know that like the United Conservative Party is conservative, but they're not cent- they're not even very close to center no, at all. Like they are very, very right like way. the Alberta Party is like what the Conservatives used to be. Yes, and the NDP is also kind of what the Conservatives <laughs> used to be yeah. back in the seventies. Oh um, Do yeah. you remember, man? Oh man. So yeah, so I would just encourage, and I think this goes. We're having a, there's going to be a federal election in the yeah. fall. Uh, and federal politics right now is a giant clusterfuck because holy shit, yep. um, that's a discussion for another day because I don't think I understand what went I on. I don't really um, either. But when you look at like all the leaders, it's just like oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you got to pick the best of a real yeah, shitty one. Like oh boy, it's not it's not, yeah. not super great. But again, platform. But I also platform think, is so yeah, and that's exactly it. I mean, because if you vote for the leader, then you're in that, like, cult of personality mm-hmm. thing. And I think that for certain people in this provincial election, I think that cult of personality is the only way... They can win. ...that they're going to have any success. Yeah. Isn't um, it interesting and, when... 
a cult of personality is as thin as an 11 by 17 piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? No matter how many fucking sharp, sharply sharpened pencil holes get poked through it, light still streams mm-hmm. through. It's true. Very interesting. And, and I feel like... I feel like that cult of personality, especially in Alberta, Alberta's got this this weird sort of thing. So those of you that like aren't from Alberta or maybe aren't from Canada, um, up until twenty fifteen, we'd basically had conservative governments from like, for like the forty 30s. years, wasn't it? And that well, it was a social credit oh, yeah, for right. a long, long time, and then it was like forty four years of the conservatives, mm-hmm. and then the NDP won in twenty fifteen. And people like lost their goddamn minds. It was a true shock. Um, it was a true. It was so nice to have a vote finally count. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because like for my entire life, I've just been like, well, I'm gonna vote for this unknown little person because it'll give their party a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Because there's no possible way that the guy I want to actually vote for is going to win. And that's why moving to um, Calgary is just such a fucking shit show. Is because that that vote don't count anymore, my dude. <laughs> It's blue, blue, blue well, guess, down here. Well, I guess it depends where in Calgary, because I'm sure there's some parts that are still... Well, not in the burbs. <laughs> yeah, no. No, probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah, so it's it's, I, it's just been really interesting. We had uh, Don Iveson come in to school on oh, Friday. Yeah. Um, Friday? Thursday. Thursday to talk to uh, classes in the first period, and so one of the, the social... I think it was a social 30 class... She had uh, her kids come up with some questions, mm-hmm. sort of on these particular topics, because of course the the municipal government can't really tell you who to vote for. I mean, I think it's pretty clear where Iveson's vote yeah. is going to go and what he hopes for, for sure. but he's not going to officially no. say it, right? And so he was talking about the there was questions about like transit um, accessibility and sort of balancing um, balancing sort of like commitments to climate change initiatives with. A resource-based economy right. uh, and and how at the municipal level what are some things that can be done there um, but I think one of the most interesting questions was actually about like homelessness and poverty from one of the girls it was fascinating oh. stuff um, and he's he's super articulate and he's very intelligent um, and after it was all done uh, one of my colleagues and I we went and spoke to him for a couple minutes and one of the questions that we asked him was you know if he's ever like split his vote yeah or not split, but not split his vote, but voted strategically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says he has. Really. And he's and he's felt bad about it every time. You know, he says at the end of the day, uh, you vote for who you want to vote for, and he says, and then you can sleep mm-hmm. at night. Because um, I remember that last time with when people were worried that the Wild Rose yes. Party was going to sort of take over, conservative and, and that three years was a fucking shit show. Yeah, and I remember that, and I was like, oh, I should probably vote for the conservative guy just in case, but then I couldn't do it. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't mm-hmm. do this. Um, and and it was just really interesting that he said that. And he was very upfront. I mean, he never said, like, who he voted for or whatever, what the situation was, but just that he has done that, and it's never felt good or right. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's dangerous, too. Like, I think you need to, as you said, vote for a platform. What yeah. you what you envision the province looking like. It would be really interesting if there was a way to, like, strip away all of the... The politics? Oh, well, yeah, and the politicians. No, but, um, no, if you could, like, strip away all of the stuff out of the platforms that's not 
just the actual bullet points. Like, you know, no, no rhetoric, mm-hmm. just, just facts. facts. Yeah. And then compare them. And here's your, here's your main, here's your main parties and here's what they believe. And pick one. Yeah. And then, oh, surprise, you're actually a liberal. Yeah, so funny. Like, I, because I, f- I feel like that would be what would happen to a lot of people. I think it would. I, but I think people get tied, and I think the states is really bad for this. They're like, well, we're, you know, we're Republican. We've been Republican for 200 years. And it's like, well, 200 years, the, the Republican Party was named differently. It wasn't mm-hmm. actually Republican. And you need to fucking decide mm-hmm. for yourself who you are, not who your fucking family votes for. That's that was on an episode of Blackish at the with the like during the last election cycle and what the kid asked his grandma who she was gonna vote for and she said oh I'm a Democrat whatever and he's like oh you believe in this and this and this he, she's like no well what about this no and I can't remember all the things and he's like uh, grandma you're a Republican <laughs> and she was like I am not I've always voted Democrat and she just kind of goes on and on and on and it's that same kind of thing mm-hmm. but what do you actually believe so yeah. In? No, so it would be nice if 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 we could do that and strip away all of the all of the rhetoric and just have the points and then actually pick the platform and then go in and just pick the platform and be like, you know what, this is what I support. Yeah. And I think people's I think people's support would be much different than they assume that it is. Oh, for sure. And I also think that we're just really on a soapbox right now, but voting should be much easier. Everyone should get the day off on election day. To make sure that they can actually vote. I mean, to be fair, in Alberta, I don't know if it's a federal thing, but for sure in Alberta, uh, actually I think it is federal. You labor it, laws. It is yeah. pretty easy. There are labor laws that like you're you have to get the time off mm-hmm. to go vote, and your boss can't tell you that you can't have it. But I think it could be better. Oh, it could be for sure. Um, but like, it's super easy to check. You can go on the Elections Alberta website, check and see if you're mm-hmm. registered. Uh, you type in, I think, your postal code, your name, and your birth date, and it tells you if that information, like, if they have that information on file for you, then it'll tell you if you're registered. Yeah, and you should be getting in the mail, if you have not already, a, what are they calling it, a where to vote card. Did you get that yet? Yep. I did. Me too. I'm, I want to do advanced voting, so I'm going to see which one I could go to. Oh, I'm going to go on the day. I always like voting on election day. There's something very satisfying about it. Yeah. I like to go ahead just because I find voting day very, it's exciting, but it's always, it makes me quite anxious. So I like to go ahead. But um, if you don't have that vote card, make sure you go on the Elections Alberta website and see what. Find out where to vote. Yeah. See what riding you are, first of all. And when and where to vote, because that's so important. And here's my here's my last piece of election okay. advice. If you do a little bit of research and you find that none of the parties really do it for you, and you don't really feel comfortable picking any of them, go vote anyway. Yeah, vote for the closest. And vote for all of them. Oh yeah, just throw or a vote ballot for away. all of them and spoil your yeah. ballot. Because a spoiled ballot is a lot more meaningful than an empty yes, ballot. Yes, for sure. And if you've taken the time and you've exercised the right and you've gone through the process and, you know, given your ID and whatever, checked your name off the list and said, yes, this is who I am, and then you don't vote for anyone but your ballot goes in the box, 
that's very telling to the people that are in charge. In Elections Alberta and, like, Elections Canada, they keep track of that Mm -hmm. data. And that's a really important part of our democratic right to vote. For sure. Especially because um, that's a right that hasn't always been universal to all people of gender or ethnicity. And a lot of people have to fight very hard to get that sense of equality and to make sure that your voice is counted as an important voice in this country. So I think even if it's municipal elections, make sure you're voting in those too because that probably affects you more in your day-to-day than your provincial. I would say like fewer people vote in municipal elections than in provincial and federal, and that's the one that like matters the most to your day-to-day life. For sure. It's insane. So just do, do your due diligence here, people. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about your book um, now? Can we do a quick pause on the record? Because my dog needs a tiny minute of attention. He might need to go pee. Absolutely. Okay, I'm just going to press pause now. Yeah. Oh, it worked. Okay. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So you can cut out a whole three seconds from that. Four seconds. Technology five seconds, is. Six seconds. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> just run that in the background. We should just have a little timer. Just a little beep. Beep. Oh my god, Beep. no, my anxiety which is <laughs> pushing me over the edge, Megan. Um, so let's talk about this book, because I haven't read it in a while, but I want to know what you thought. Okay, so the book, again, is The Historian by Elizabeth, Elizabeth, what is it, Kostova? Yeah. Kostova? I don't know how to pronounce that, but it sounds like it's spelled. It's spelled like it sounds. Um, and... I found it a fascinating read. It's a very long read. Um, And that's kind of the neutral feeling I have about its length is that as sometimes it was so dense that I was like, why are you giving me all this detail about this one fucking monk from 1424 who's actually not important whatsoever mm-hmm. you already have this clue I don't need to read the five pages of the document of this letter that he wrote like right. it was too much bogged down in that detail and then on the flip side of that I was disappointed by how short the denouement was with the spoilers for this book the reunion with the mother mm-hmm it was so short, and that part was so unsatisfying because there was so little time spent on it. But then there was pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of this other stuff that isn't actually the heart of what the book is about. I remember thinking kind of the same thing, and do you know, it reminds me a lot of, like, some of the Outlander stuff. Oh, well... Like, in, in, in some of those ways where you're just like, why, why, why? And then all of a sudden, like, oh, that was quick. Like, some of those yeah. weird choices, I guess? It's, and, the, yeah, weird choices, but also, like, lost, not necessarily lost the plot, because I think the author considered that plot, but your plot doesn't mean anything if it doesn't connect to what your characters are doing. Right. And it's not compelling to have them sit down and read a five-page letter as your reader also reads that five-page letter. Right. And it's only important sometimes to do that. 
but overall I really liked it. I had, um, I think I have her other two books on hold on my library app right now because they're pretty hard to get. Um, but I liked her style, but again, I, it's just that kind of dichotomy between length and necessary length always bugs me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think, like, it's an interesting story and an interesting concept. And I like the idea, like, that it's, I liked the, the title, and I think that was the thing that intrigued me about it the most when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. was sort of like what kind of historian and who is the historian yeah because it's the not a the yeah and and sort of so some of those choices yeah i don't want to spoiler it in case someone wants to read but because that part of the book was like whoa like when you finally like understand the purpose of naming it the historian and all that stuff happens and you finally meet the character that's been kind of haunting you the whole time that part of the book was so excellent and then it's just like a bit disappointing in contrast Mm -hmm. still really really enjoyed the concept and the genre and like how she writes so I'd highly recommend it yeah she is she's a very good author and I really liked um, the Swan Thieves. Is that the one about the art? Yes. Okay. Um, I remember, yeah, so I'm just looking at, like, the Wikipedia about the, about the book. She worked on mm-hmm. this book for ten years. I'm sure she did, but I'm sorry to tell you, Elizabeth, some of that was unnecessary. <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, I agree with you, but like, it, just, it was a 10-year process. Yeah. Uh, which I think is really I'm, interesting. I'm sure she did an absolute shit ton of research. Mm-hmm. Everything in it seemed like there was this plausible kind of magic realism to it. And that's great. I'm glad that her research led her to that. But at some, po- some points, it was like, okay, this is not a textbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a novel. Yeah, it did feel a little bit... That's quickly turning into a tome. Textbooky. No, I was just curious to see if anyone had bought the rights to make a movie out of it. Oh, I, I think it'd be a good miniseries. I think it would be too. Sony has bought the film rights, but uh, hasn't done well, anything with it. Sony's been in rough shape the last five years, yeah. so. Well, no, they bought the film rights in 2007, so. <laughs> yeah, they haven't done anything with it. Yeah, I think it's not going anywhere. Probably not. But it would make, I think, a fascinating miniseries. Mm-hmm. And then I think I, s- I think some of those things, like with those five-page letters or whatever, those become like narration over top of... Images. Yes, and, and it makes it a little bit easier yeah. to... Move the plot forward. Yeah. While your characters also move. Because you can't just have them standing still. Yes. And reading. Because it's, you're just like, whoa, that's what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Whoa! You know, like a surfer dude. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, I don't know, it's a good read. If you like stories about Dracula. Yeah, and it was, like, I thought it was really similar in its kind of creepiness and its tone to Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. It was probably one of the scariest books I've ever read. Mm-hmm. 
So, high recommend. There you go. What do you got? Um, I haven't done much reading or whatever this week. It's been, like, busy. I was very busy this weekend, and I haven't had a lot of time to myself. Like, to the point that I still have to do my homework for my course, like, after we're done here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been, I was actually, fun fact, I was watching before we started this, as I was, like, washing dishes, I was watching a Hallmark movie on the W Network. Um, of course you were. But I will say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something about this Hallmark movie that I was watching. Uh, the Christmas movies I find entertaining. Because, like, Christmas is a thing that is very tangible and easy to tell a story around. Yeah, and it's, like, culturally ubiquitous. Yes. These springtime Hallmark movies, on the other hand, are dumb as shit. <laughs> like, even... What do you mean springtime? Yes, okay, so, so here's, uh, here's what's been happening on the Hallmark channel. Um... So there's all these like movies about that are all kind of set in the spring and it's all about and of course everybody falls in love and whatever it's fine. But all of these things are set around still and again the fall movies are also okay cuz there's always like a harvest festival or some kind of Thanksgiving thing and it again makes sort of makes sense that there's like a thing in these small towns like of course a small town is going to have a harvest festival, right? Like that makes sense sure. to me. But the springtime ones it's like, "Oh, here's this tulip festival or you know, here's a flower show or a garden walk. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, it's these the same plot, just with, like, in set at a different time of year. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't... And it's less compelling. It's, it's less compelling and, like, way less believable. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just dumb. And, like, so far, they're all about, like, oh, here's this garden and here's some big businessman is gonna, like, you know, buy this property and turn it into condos or you know, wants to turn this farm, this, like, family-run farm into a factory farm, and, you know, like, just the same, it's the same stuff over and over again. Whereas, like, the Christmas ones are like, oh, no, I'm not gonna get home in time for Christmas. I'm stuck in this Mm -hmm. small, like, it's just, it feels a little bit more. Do you think the non-Christmas ones, the problems are just, like, too real because they're too mundane? Kind of. Like, it's just like, yeah, that would never, okay. And, and the other thing that I find, and I don't know if this is true of the Christmas ones, I'll have to pay more attention, is that all of the characters use each other's names so often. Oh, for sure. Like, it's just, like, like in a conversation, like, I don't know, we talk to each other, like, once a week. Um, and when we would talk to each other more, and we, we used to work together, I don't know if we ever, like, said each other's names, other than as an exclamation. Oh, yeah, it would be like, Megan! Right? Um... <laughs> But, like, in these conversations that they have in these movies, it's, like, every... Okay, Kelsey, so here's what's going to happen, Kelsey. Are you ready, Kelsey? I'm going to tell you... That, like, and it's just over and over oh, and over. I hate it already. And I just... I don't quite understand why. It's, like, are you... Is this also bad that I've already forgotten what your name is? Yeah. You know, it's just... It's pretty funny. But isn't it... Wasn't it also... Somebody who said, like, everyone's favorite sound is the sound of their own name? Yeah, maybe. Doesn't it, or some the quote something like that? But wasn't that like those films are usually about just absolute narcissists? So they really are. The ones that are the best so far of these like springtime ones are ones that are set in restaurants, 
Because then there's, like, a tangible set of problems. Right. It's like, okay, I logically understand. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, okay, so the restaurant is failing because, you know, they haven't changed their menu in all this time, or there's a new head chef, or whatever it is, right? Like, just some kind of, but some kind of plausible Mm-hmm. It's legitimate conflict. Yeah, whereas, like, I don't understand fucking anything about tulips, so I'm like, I don't, sure, whatever. Like, I suppose this is bad. And there's, of course, there's always, like, a contest or, like, it's just, anyway, whatever. So Hallmark is apparently doing this thing. And then Sid sent me something on the weekend that Hallmark is planning 40 new Christmas movies this year. For zero? For zero. How do they have money? (laughs) Well, I don't know if you bought a greeting card recently, but they're, like, seven bucks a piece. So that's actually how. yeah, that is true. <laughs> April and March are a very birthday heavy yeah um, time for our family. Yeah, yeah. So oh my God, Megan, and for you? Uh, yeah, I was hoping you were gonna forget about it, but yeah. No Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Got it circled on my calendar. It made it into our weekly like news update at school <gasps> for staff. Oh no, you hate that. Which, luckily, we don't have a staff meeting that morning. Because if we did, I would for sure have an appointment so I'd be late. Mm -hmm. Because I would not want that. But I hope there's a a small part of me is glad that it's in there. Because then maybe there will be a cake. Ooh, maybe someone finally will make a cake for you. Yes. Because last year, there was a cake brought for me, which was very nice. Um, and I sort of hope that happens again. But Me I too. guarantee that hasn't sat in a memory for a year. So, um, that's what I'm hoping for. I hope so as well. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. It's really not the end of the world. Because well. I'm, because I'm going to be 36 and I don't actually need a birthday cake at work. Oh, but you should. Everyone should. Birthdays should be very special. I think so too. Um, for other people, not for me. It's whatever. Oh my goodness. Just, just fucking enjoy it, Megan. Um, because as Jim Carrey once said, every pretty girl deserves to go to a ball. Jim Carrey said that, right? That's my favorite quote from Yes Man. It's so fucking funny. Well, there you go. Um, so in keeping with birthdays. Yeah. Um, my husband's birthday is this week. My dad's birthday is this weekend. And guess what that mofo's doing for his birthday? Um, wait, your dad or your husband? My dad. Okay, I was like, I... <laughs> I understand you're confused. I just wanted to make sure before I said whatever I'm going to say. I don't know, he's going to... Paris. No, he no. actually yesterday got back from Dubai. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's doing a little weekend in Bergen. Oh. Just a nice little weekend in Bergen. Well, that's nice and fun and nice for him, I guess. <laughs> it is. That's he... awesome. That's really funny. I know. I'm so glad he did this and he's getting to, like, live and travel and see the world while working because he's just, he's just living it, man. People say that I live it. No, no, no. Your dad's living really it. living it. He's really living it. That's awesome. 
Yeah, so birthday, yeah, birthdays are just a thing. I don't know, whatever. Maybe, maybe someone will do something and maybe they won't. I will go and have cake with my parents on Thursday night. Well, I hope you enjoy that cake. It's going to be great. What's what's your what's your cake choice? My birthday cake choice? One that I don't have to make. Oh, um, get more specific than that, Megan. It's your goddamn birthday. I know, but like, I don't know. I... I like chocolate cake. I like carrot cake a lot. Mm-hmm. And I really like hate... A, like a chunky one with some nuts in it? No. Oh. Okay. I don't... I don't like... I don't like the walnuts. What I really like, actually, is like a spice cake with carrots in it. Okay. Right? It's so like a good... A good, good spice cake with, yeah. with... With... So it's really just a carrot cake with more spice, but you just use a spice cake recipe and put the carrots in it. I don't like shredding carrots, though, so I never make carrot cake. Oh, it's the worst. It's the yeah. literal worst. And then my hands get all orange and it's gross. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I prefer, and I like the carrot cake with cream cheese icing. If you're gonna make, if you're gonna make the carrot cake, you might as well go all the way and use the cream cheese and the icing. I totally agree. Um, and if that's not an option, I used to really like when I was a kid black forest cake. Okay. I think that's because it was my dad's favorite and. I, as we know, I like my dad an awful lot, um, and so I uh-huh. feel like that was part of it, but yeah, that was, that used to be, because I like the cherry stuff in the middle. That was my oh, favorite part. Oh, I see. I'm a weirdo where I actually don't like, um, I don't like custard. A lot of cakes get made with custard in the layers for whatever fucking reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm more into like a cheesecake or a pie. What's your favorite kind of pie? Apple for cheese. Really? Oh yeah. For sure. But I'm a weirdo, so. I like cherry pie is my favorite. Mmm. But yeah. Well, so we'll see what we're happens. At an impasse. As we when we record next weekend, we will know whether there was cake or not. We will. And then we can yell about things. <laughs> Whether there was or wasn't. My favorite thing is yelling. Um, so since we've been talking about food for a little bit, I did have a quiz that I had like kept in the back of my mind for you. Oh, okay. Um, and it's about milkshakes. Oh, gross. I can't stand milkshakes. I know. Go ahead. But I'm going to make you order yourself a milkshake because it will reveal which Riverdale character you're destined to end up with. And when I saw the title of this quiz, I was like, yes, this is amazing. Because I know how much you love Riverdale still. (sighs) Let's do it. All right. Choose a base. Do you hear my dog absolutely fucking destroying a cardboard box behind me, by the way? (laughs) Not really. But I'm oh, sh- you will on the recording. I was going to say, I'm sure the microphone will pick it up real good. Um, okay, choose a base flavor for your milkshake. Chocolate, strawberry, Oreo, vanilla, caramel, or something else. Okay, name again. I had to get over the, like, <laughs> bodily reflex reflex I had to how disgusting all of this okay, was. Okay, ins- okay, hang on. Instead of, <laughs> instead of this being a milkshake, let's think of this as, like, an ice cream sundae. Okay, better. better Does that work better? better? Okay, so because yeah. I, I just looked at all the questions and they all work, so it's fine. Okay, so choose a base flavor for your ice cream sundae: chocolate, strawberry, Oreo, caramel, vanilla, or something else. Uh, chocolate. Okay. Um, 
would you like another kind of ice cream? So of those, so the options here that are like mint, raspberry, blueberry, lollipop, or licorice. It's more milkshakey, but you know what I mean. Or just no thanks. You just want to go chocolate. No thanks. Okay. Do you want whipped cream on this ice cream sundae? Yes or no? Of course. Okay. Who says no to whipped know. cream? Okay, so that you get a choice. There's two different sets of toppings. So this first set is chocolate chips, crushed Oreos, toffee, nuts, or cherries, or none. Damn, that's hard. Um, list again. Uh, chocolate chips, crushed Oreos, toffee, nuts, or cherries. Chocolate chips. And then your other selection here is blueberries, marshmallows, banana, candy canes, or gummy bears. These would be the fucking... All of those are bad. These would be the... Or none of them. You can also go with none. Okay, none. Okay, this would be the fucking worst milkshake milkshake ever it sounds disgusting so i like the idea of, of it as an ice cream sundae because at least it sort of is less gross um yeah. okay it's like you're essentially at menchie's and you're just throwing shit into a bowl yes do you want syrup on this uh chocolate caramel strawberry nutella why would you do that or none of those none okay um okay are you ready yes would you like to guess which riverdale character you should end up with Oh, well, since I was the lamest of the lame, <laughs> I'm gonna say Archie Andrews. No, surprisingly, Jughead Jones. Really? Yeah. Oh, what's the explanation? There is none. It's just one. Of, it's just a community <laughs> oh. quiz, so there's no explanation. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. But it was That's funny, because I was like, yeah, I was just on, on BuzzFeed, I don't know, whenever it was, and I saw this, and I was like, oh, yeah. This is kind of funny. Well, that was really disgusting, to be honest. Well, as, yeah, and I was like, why would you have any of those things as milkshake flavors? Yeah, it's... It, ugh. Yeah. Like, licorice? Ugh. Is there a worse flavor than licorice? I don't know. I might get some hot takes from that, but... Speaking of hot takes. Oh, that's amazing. It's like an ad. Here is a listicle from the website Thought Catalog. Okay. Hot takes to help you start a dialogue at a party. Oh. Which is literally the worst sentence I've ever heard. And I already see that there is a spelling mistake. I'm going to say... About a third of the way through. I'm going to say that there's no way to start dialogue at a party because you should just not go. Agreed. Um, here's some examples. Some of them are so bad and so long also that it's just like no one thinks this ever. Um, but I just want to throw them at you and see if you think that, you know, yeah. they're, they have any merit whatsoever. Um this one says Jeb Bush seems like someone who's really qualified to run a country. Yeah. <laughs> I would never. I would never. If that country is like the size of Wetaskiwin, sure. <laughs> if you're a true feminist, you don't hold the fucking door for anybody. I'm kind of into that though. Yeah, I kind of like it. Um, food poisoning is a viable method for weight loss. 
Like, technically, but not advisable. Kanye West seems like he'd be a fun person to hang out with. Absolutely categorically untrue. Louis C.K. isn't funny. Um, mostly true. On the flip side, Bill Cosby, hilarious. Not at all. Oh, but this one I actually do like the last one, (laughs) just because it's just pure chaos. It's a long one, so I apologize. It says, I'm all for paying collegiate athletes in addition to the education and room and board they already get if they're on scholarship, but not in actual money. I say we pay them exclusively in a combination of free tattoos, crab legs, and clothing sold at the local Dillard's. You know what? It's more than they get now, so I'm into it. It's more than they get now, and I'm super into it. And I'm just trying to scan... Lastly, for all our intellectuals out there, look, if you can't understand Scientology as a viable religion and way to live one's life, then you're just not intelligent enough to get a full grasp on it. Good luck at those parties, dirt jerks. Like, the, the, why? None of those are anything. No, like, why would you want to... So, okay, so speaking of small talk at parties, so this weekend, I, this is, like, a very good segue. So this weekend um, was the 75th anniversary of uh, the University of Alberta Mixed Chorus, which is where I sang when I was in university. Mm-hmm. And it was super fun. I ended up being part of the, like, alumni executive um, and it, I had a good time doing that and sort of making some plans and, and that was fun. And so this weekend was the, the concert and then, um, some alumni activities. So Friday night we had like a meet and greet, uh, reception at the university and there was, we did like a little sing along and there was like all these people there. There was some lady there who'd been, who had sung in choir like in 1948 was there, which was kind of cool. And Oh wow. Yeah. Like it was super neat. Um, and then Saturday morning we did a, an actual rehearsal in the room that, that the choir rehearses in now with the director and even though we didn't like perform anything it was very like he was still being being the choir director even for us which was super fun and then the concert of course was last night um, I think I may have spoken to like three people that I don't know and that's it in two yeah. days um, because I don't like making small talk that's like very much a thing I am terrible at and also very uncomfortable with. Um, but there was even people that I knew who I haven't seen probably in like 10, 12 years and making small talk with them was super weird. It's like, so what are you up to? Oh, you have kids? Great. Didn't ask, but thanks for telling me. <laughs> well, you did say, what are you up to? I guess, but like I, the answer to the question, what are you up to? Isn't I have kids. <laughs> That's that is not how that works. Oh, well, my answer to that is I don't know. I have a dog. Well, yeah, but you have a dog, <laughs> and people like dogs. That's true, <laughs> right? Generally, uh, yes. But yeah, it was just it was just funny. And so on the Friday night, I actually ended up taking pictures of this thing because, and we at our last meeting, I was like, yeah, I'll take pictures so that I don't have to talk to people I don't know. And they all kind of laughed at me, and Reva was also on the committee. She's like, oh no, she's 100% serious. But that's what, that's my question, is because don't you then get stuck into a thing like, oh, can I take your picture? 
Uh, no, so I just have to like engage with people in that way. No, I just there was someone else taking pictures as well, and he was much better at like talking to people, and so I just took sort of like the candid stuff and groups of people talking, and you know, just those like here here are the people rather than the posed things because no, I don't like that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, well. it was. Yeah, it was, but it was super fun, and it was fun to like sing with people who can sing and stuff, and really enjoy it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Well, see, okay. <laughs> the choir that I sing in now is fine. It's fine. But every once in a while, I just wish people would, like, take it slightly more seriously and pay a little bit more attention. Um, and, like, you know, learn their music and stuff. And so, like, last night, as, after the concert, there's a reception up on the second balcony lobby at the Winspear Center. And uh, then there's, like, this little sing-along. So they passed out all these different copies of, of these, I don't know, I think there was, like, six different songs that we went through. And, like, mm -hmm. some of the people haven't sung some of these songs for years and years and years. And it was like they hadn't missed a day. And it was oh, just kind of super sweet. fun. Yeah, it's neat. That's, that's, my, really that's one of my sweet. favorite parts about going to that concert is that sing-along at the end. They just get it done. Yeah, and it's, and it's really good and it sounds phenomenal. And I imagine for people who, like, are still kind of loitering in the lobby of the building or, like, down on the main floor who can hear it or there are the people working there are probably just like what is even happening because it's uh it's pretty cool because <laughs> they're just like what is this weird cult oh it's such a cult oh my <laughs> lord like we used to joke about that but it's totally a cult and like so many people that i know like met their spouse in choir and you know so they met when they were like 18 or 19 in university and you know that's crazy. Yeah, and there's so well, there's so I, I many. I have no right to say that, but <laughs> no, but like, but there's like entire groups of friends who are all like married to people from choir. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's where you spend a lot of your time. Oh, absolutely, and so yeah, but it is very much a cult. And then they go on tour at the end, like after exams are done, and you know, and it gets all weird and culty, and you do the horror every morning. It's just there's all these weird things that go on. It's very bizarre. Um, but the best part about the concert is always, uh, during the concert, right at the end, um, all the alumni who were there are supposed to come up on stage and sing the, uh, the cheers, like the U of A cheer song. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, which is the thing. Except that because lastly, because it was the 75th anniversary, um, we didn't go up on stage because there was probably, I didn't actually turn around and look up in the balconies, but I would assume there was probably about 400 alumni there. Whoa! Um, which was super cool. So we didn't get to go up on stage. We just sang from the audience. Which but that's was like pretty cool. It's cool, but it's also like when you think about that number, it sounds big. But that's also like the amount of education grads who are doing like Spanish. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. Comparatively to the even education faculty or just or not faculty student body it's ridiculous a small number is what i'm trying to say um but yeah like but you know the windspear only seats like 1900 or whatever mm -hmm. and so yeah no it was, it was fun it was super fun and then i and when we stood up to sing the whole row that i was sitting was all people that i had sung with at one point in time so it was just like this wall <laughs> so the people behind us were like uh i'm sorry Oh, yeah, because you're like, well, I'm just going to stand up in front of you and be obnoxious now. Yeah. Yeah, it was super fun. But I still didn't talk to strangers. Well, there you go. 
lesson learned. That's yep. our two takeaways. Vote in the goddamn election and don't talk to strangers. Pretty much. Pretty questions? much. Um, do we have any questions? I think we got some. There's a whole bunch of fucking hockey questions. All of yes. these bastards let me down. Uh, Tyler wants to know... Will the Dallas Stars win the Stanley Cup because Jamie Benn won't let the team go down? No. No. Um, In fact, he will let the team down. He will let the team... He might not go down himself, but he'll let the team down. Yes, exactly. Um, Kristen wants to know Harvey or Nick. That's all she says. Who who are those? I don't know. I'm going to say Nick, question mark, because I don't know the answer to that question. I'm going to say Taylor Hall. It's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, who would make the better sitcom store, Joel Embiid or Lance Stevenson? Oh, Stevenson for sure. I don't know enough to answer that question, but I would say that the best sitcom star uh, would be Janice, because he'd be so funny. I think so, but what you... I don't know if there's enough drama there. And I think Stevenson has lived some shit and he's got some experience. And stuff would come out and that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Dennis wants to know, worst mustache, Willie Desjardins or Joel Quenville? That's a great... I think it's Willie's. I haven't seen it, so I'm just going to do a Google. Yeah, I think it's Willie Desjardins' mustache is worse than Joel Quenville. Oh. Huh. Because, like, I think of, like, there's a, I'm not, like, a super fan of just the mustache. I think it looks weird most of the time. But I feel like there's a particular style that doesn't look terrible, and I feel like Joel Quenville kind of has that. Yeah, I'd agree. There's just something, there's just something upsetting about it. A little bit, yeah. Um, I don't want to look at this anymore. No, nope, <laughs> <Move but>, us. <laughs> okay, Rex went all hockey on us, so I'm going to do this one first. Um, you've got an offer to take Lucic with no money retained in exchange for a fifth round pick, but have to give up one of the following. This year's first, Kyler Yamamoto, Ethan Bear, or Caleb Jones. Which asset do you include in the deal? I think instead of giving up an asset, I think I would pay a team to take Lucic off my hands, mm. and then we could keep all the young guys. Mm. That's Just, like, what... send them an MRI machine or something? Yeah, or, like, a shooter tutor and some pucks and pylons and be like, here, they'll play better than Milan will, but thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for taking them off our hands. Um, Here's but... some Axe Shave Gel for the uh, locker room. <laughs> something like that, yes. Um... But then RDC is in Japan right now, mm-hmm. and her question is, uh, given the choice between miso soup and stir-fry, or fruit and toast, what would you choose for breakfast? Yeah, this is the thing about Asia. <laughs> so here's what I was thinking when I read the question. I was thinking about when we were in Sweden, and I kind of enjoyed like that Swedish breakfast. Yeah, but it was a balance. Like, you had, like, they have the continental stuff, and then they'll have, like, a nice pickle. And yeah. a nice piece of cheese. Yeah. And some deli meats. That's And some fine. meatballs. And some meatballs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not everywhere. But then 
the it's just like I can't eat Asian food for every meal. To no. me, that just seems wrong. No, so I agree. Fruit and toast for sure. Yeah, I would go fruit and toast as well. If I'm being real honest, I just wouldn't eat <laughs> the breakfast because I don't generally eat breakfast. Oh, I see. I thought you meant like just out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just yeah, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't eat the breakfast because I don't normally eat lots of breakfast. So mm-hmm. there's that, and I don't know if anyone got back to me about any questions. Give me one sec here. Chris, any last minute questions for the podcast? FMKs. Would you rather's? No, there's nothing. Absolutely nothing. My husband comes up empty. Yet again. Um, no, nothing going on here. <laughs> no, me neither. Although, uh, Dennis asked a question earlier, a general question. Uh, if the Oilers could reacquire Hall, how much money do you give him long term? And my reply was, all of it. And then Mike's yeah. reply was, $8.625 million for eight years would be a nice contract. And then it took me a second, and then I realized that that would be $69 million. Seriously? Yeah, eight point sixty five times eight. Yeah. Oh my God, Mike, you're you done it again. He does. You done did it again. When did he say that? I don't see it in the thing. Oh, because it was I replied to Dennis's question on mine. So. Oh, I see. I see. I see. But I was like eight times eight is sixty four, and then I was like, oh yeah, okay, all right, I see what's happened here. I'm I'm doing a slow clap in my heart. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for that, Mike. We really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. I don't either. Well, look at us. Starting a podcast, doing nothing with it, and then just coming up with some shit. Yeah, and, uh, do you remember back in the day when we used to make plans? Like, okay, we're going to talk about this and this, and our plans would often have, like, lots of caps in them and lots of yelling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we're just like, eh. It's because we've just done a mind meld. It's true. Oh, I read. I saw something today on Twitter. Um, two things. There was a, a press conference for uh, Endgame and for the Avengers, and they left like empty chairs for the Fallen. So like the oh only people that are doing the, the only people doing the press tour are like the ones that we know for sure like have made it. How fucking dare they! I think it's great. Um, but also. Um, they did a somebody. I think John Favreau was the one sort of like leading the charge here um and i think it was him who asked the question how many of the actors preferred cap with his beard mm-hmm. um and without and the general consensus is that they like cap with the beard and i was like of course of course they do look who it is yeah they have eyes don't they yeah and human hearts Ooh, there's something here where chris evans apparently almost spoiled something don't I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to either. But then it turned into a fight about Paul Rudd's birthday. So there you go. Oh, the ageless wonder. Yeah, I read something about Paul Rudd today, which I thought was really funny. It's like we talk about how he hasn't aged, but it's like, does anyone want to talk about how he looked thirty-five when he was twenty? And I was like, hmm, that's a good point. Well, <laughs> imagine how he looked when he was nine. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, that's um. That, I just That's thought it. that was, I thought that was funny. That, that's a good thing to end on Chris Evans's beard. Love it. Um, Love it. That's all we have for this week. Uh, you can find us all over the internet. You can listen to our stuff at, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. 
And if you don't know that, how are you listening? It's a good question. I think we're just giving people options for, you know. That's true. That's true. That's all it is. For, like, the per- for that person who, like, gets rid of their iPhone and goes Android. <laughs> and goes Android and doesn't know where to find us. That's pretty much it. They're just tired of all this shit. <laughs> uh, we have an email address. So you can send us things in podcast at gmail.com. Uh, all I get there is security alerts for when I, like, log in elsewhere. So, you know. Or send when us I an log email. in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just, like, send us some emails and stuff. No porn. No. Because sometimes I log in on my work computer. That would be terrible. It would be. Um, uh, you can find me oh, on Oh, I say something. Um. At Make There's 14. an Instagram. A Garbage Fire pod, Podcast. Pod, yep. Podcast. Yep. Um, I'm begrudgingly on Twitter at Garbage Fire Pod. We have a website, garbagefirepodcast.com. Thank you, Tyler, who has been very silent on the tweets as of late. He has been. So here's your shout-out, Tyler. I have no um, idea if anyone ever listens to this part. People I, people might, or maybe they don't. I don't know. Because I was looking at the stats the, the other day, and, like, it just shows you how many listens. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't show you, like, how many people listen all the way through or whatever, so I don't really know. Hmm. Um, and I think that's all. Did anyone say anything? No. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>